Welcome to the Alpine Property Podcast with your hosts, me, Steve Thomas. And myself, Leslie Thomas. We are the husband and wife team behind Alpine Property Investments, helping clients to find their dream property in the mountains of France and Switzerland. The aim of this podcast is to share with you everything to do with purchasing a ski property, including the where, what, why, and how to buy. With real insider information that comes from knowing the mountains as intimately as we do. To us, this is not just a business, but a real demonstration of helping clients invest in lifestyle. We want this podcast to be your go-to place for all things buying and owning a ski property. Welcome to this week's episode of the Alpine Property Podcast. This week is a two-for-one special, as you're getting me, Leslie Thomas. And myself, Steve Thomas. So earlier this month, Steve, you visited the Alps and spent four action-packed days in the Alpine Mountains. So we thought that this week it would be great to share with all our listeners what you got up to during those four days. But I think before we really delve into those details, what our listeners even may want to know is, why do you visit the Alps as often as you do? That's a good question to start with. For myself and Alpine Property Investments, this is an essential part of the business and it's important to take the time to do it. Visiting the Alps is something we've chosen to do right from the start. Talking to clients, you need to understand what and where you're selling. Clients need to have confidence in what you're saying and you can't get this sitting behind a desk with Google and Street View. You can only get it by visiting the resort. You need to take the time to know a resort and to understand what could make it right for a client, especially for someone who's never been there before. It's important to know what the different areas are and how the property prices fluctuate in these areas. You need to understand where the lifts are, how far the shops and restaurants are, what infrastructure the village has, and where it is. You need to know why is a resort a single season destination or makes a great dual season resort, which parts enjoy sun all day, as well as where and what in the resort will generate a healthy rental return for those looking to rent. None of this you can do sitting behind your desk. It's also about seeing the properties that you're selling so you can talk in confidence to the client. You can visit what is new to the market to see where these properties are in relation to everything else. You can see for yourself which directions they face, something particularly important for new build properties, what is around the property and what the views are like. It also gives you the opportunity to see up and coming opportunities as well as off market properties. Courchevel, Maribel and Chamonix three of the resorts visited this trip have some very exciting opportunities, which we will cover further in this podcast. Visiting these resorts also allows me to record live video segments to use on our social media. For clients who've never been to these resorts, these segments offer an insight into the village life. My trips to the Alps are also about meeting new partners and reinforcing existing relationships something essential for both sides. It's good for our partners to see I've made the effort and taken the time to come. On the other side, for me, 
It's about being able to ask questions and have discussions face to face. It's also about visiting and exploring new resorts. I've mentioned in previous podcasts that in the 18 years Alpine Property Investments has been going, I've now visited 75 to 80% of all the French Alps ski resorts, with seeing Val Touraine and Le Menuire during this trip, and now off my list. La Plaine is the last of the big well-known resorts to visit when I return in the autumn. After this, it's just the smaller resorts to complete. So down to the visit that you took in July, what were some of the highlights of your trip? I have to start, I suppose, with something that came as a complete surprise. I had the chance to enjoy the stunning drive around Lake Annecy, the third largest lake in France. In 18 years of visiting the Alps, I've never had the pleasure of doing this before. And all I can say is, wow. I'm sure, as with most listeners of this podcast, when we drive through France heading to a resort, we're all used to clocking the miles on the motorways. This trip, however, I enjoyed the chance to travel the 14.6 kilometre length of the lake and take in its outstanding beauty. This is something I would certainly recommend to anyone who fancies a change to the toll queues and the miles of concrete. Another highlight was I finally got the chance to visit Val Touraine at 2,300 metres, somewhere I've been wanting to visit for a number of years. It certainly didn't disappoint. Many will say the best time to visit is during the ski season between November and May, when it's covered in snow to soften its unique architecture and you have access to the incredible skiing. But having now visited, I have to disagree. Stripped back and in its raw form, and I really enjoyed my time there. With the sun shining, rugged mountain terrain backdrop, and seeing Caron sitting proudly at 3,200 metres, it was cool and very pleasant walking around the quiet streets of the resort. When you're actually in the resort, the architecture certainly suits its surroundings. Just a winter destination right now, I couldn't quite work out, mind, why more don't come to take advantage of the summer. With all the media press recently about scorching temperatures in the likes of Spain, Greece and Italy, I can't help wondering how long it'll be before Val Turin becomes a summer destination too. Even locally, Moutier and Lyon have been in the mid-30s recently, while Val Turin has enjoyed much cooler temperatures of 22 degrees. Will residents of these larger population centres gravitate to the likes of Val Turin as the temperatures climb year on year? This evolution is certainly for me going to happen. And I suppose with the new leisure centre, complete with swimming pool opening this summer, this is a first step. I was also struck by how easy it is to walk the whole length of Val Turin if you wanted to. Taking just 20 minutes from end to end, it's very simple to get around. With large parts of the resort pedestrianised during the winter season, most residences enjoy a ski-in-and-out experience, something Val Turin is well known for. With no new built properties for sale in the resort, the resale properties are a mix of those that are still under lease with obligations to rent, while others have now finished their rental obligation, allowing you to use them as often as you want. For those looking at investment, 
this is a great destination. An average apartment enjoys a 3.5 to 4% rental income during the winter season. And with the market increasing in value between 3.5 to 7% year on year, depending on the property type, there is the potential for up to 10% profitability per year for property in Valterran and is very exciting for an investor. The highest percentage of apartments in Valterran are of smaller size that include studios, one and two bedroom properties, but there is also a good supply of three, four and five bedroom options available for anyone with larger families. With prices ranging from 11,000 to 17,000 euros per square meter, I saw a number of different apartments for sale, ranging from 445,000 to 1,550,000. So there's actually something for everyone in the resort. So I know you as somebody with a healthy appetite, and I am sure the lunches were certainly a highlight for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The food in the mountains doesn't disappoint. And you know me very well. I love my food. <laughs> Bistro Serac, in particular in San Gervais, was outstanding. I had a simply amazing 300 gram steak, or for those in old imperial measurement, a 10 ounce steak, cooked to perfection. While for dessert, you get to go and choose one of the fabulous freshly prepared pastries to tempt you. You just can't say no. Likewise, for anyone in Courchevel Village this summer, you must certainly visit Le Oil de Boeuf. I can recommend the pork. It's sublime. For those interested, I'll add these restaurants to the show notes. And what surprised you most this trip? That's an easy one. Courchevel 1850, and simply how much life there is now in July compared to six or seven years ago when we last visited with the boys. Back then, as you remember, it was deserted. Nothing open, nobody around, and there was nowhere to get anything to eat. It reminded me then of a deserted old Western movie set with the dust and tumbleweed blowing around how different it was this time round. While it still has a reputation of very much being a winter playground, and while it's not marketing itself yet as a summer destination, what was so different this time around were the number of people there. With golfers on the nine-hole golf course, road cyclists and mountain bikers enjoying the cycling, and hikers getting off into the mountains, I even saw light aircraft and helicopters arriving and departing from the Courchevel's highest airport in Europe at 2,010 metres, which also holds the record of the shortest runway in the world. With a selection of restaurants now open for those coming to 1850 and life finally in the streets, it seems dual season is also on the cards for 1850. The new dual season status could not be more typified by the new five-star hotel under construction that will sit on the piste. When there, I saw the huge underground entrance and tunnel that's already been built, and once the hotel is finished, it'll be the first in the resort to employ 100-plus staff on permanent 12-month contracts and will be open for 10 of the 12 months per year. If this business model works, 
you can bet the other five-star hotels are sure to follow and the 1850 dual-season resort will be born. So I suppose as this is the Alpine Property Podcast, my next question has to be, what's the property market like in 1850 right now? It's actually very buoyant. There's still a misperception, however, that the resort is full of Russian buyers and owners. But this has certainly not been the case for a number of years. Now there's a diverse mix of nationalities that come to both stay and own in Courchevel 1850. High-end chalets are very much sold off-market without ever seeing the internet. Anyone listening and interested in property here, then please don't wait to see what's coming onto the website. Always contact us with a list of what you're seeking as we're likely to have it. You just don't know it at this point. Many of the 1850 properties are found in private exclusive areas, some of which offer ski in and out access or are very close to the slopes. Prices for these properties, you won't be surprised to learn, can be upwards of €35,000 per square metre. However, it's important to know that not all property for sale in 1850 is at this level. For example, I visited a gorgeous three-bedroom renovated apartment for sale in the Park Alpin area of the resort, priced at €2.1 where the cost is around €22,000 per square metre and is comparable to other parts of the Three Valleys, such as Meribel. So I know you also visited Courchevel Village. How does 1850 compare to Courchevel Village? Before looking at property, if we compare the two villages, they differ hugely. Courchevel Village sits at an altitude of 1,550 metres and is a dual-season resort compared to 1850, which I've already mentioned, is still marketing itself currently as winter only. While it doesn't have the huge array of five-star hotels that are synonymous with 1850, Courchevel Village does have an easy seven to eight-minute walk from its centre to the Aquamotion complex. Courchevel Village is also a residential village with people living here all year round. This can be seen with simple things like window boxes full of flowers. With easy access to 1850 via the Granget cable card that runs until 11pm and negates the need for a car, this makes Courchevel Village a very interesting place to purchase. So what about property? The same big differences between the two resorts can be seen in the property for sale there. In Courchevel Village, the cost per square metre is significantly lower. For example, I visited a three-bedroom ski-in-and-out apartment for sale on the piste next to the Granget cable car priced at €1,575,000 or €16,500 per square metre. If you compare this to the 1850 property of similar size, where the cost was €22,000 per square metre, you are €5,550 per square metre less in Courchevel Village. Like 1850, many of the properties for sale in Courchevel Village are sold off market. 
While there, I was very excited to see two very rare off-market chalets for sale right in the centre, less than 100 metres from the cable car and piste arrival. Incredibly well positioned for both the skiing and shops and restaurants, something like these opportunities have not been on the market for some time. One of these chalets will offer a finished surface of 230 square metres and four bedrooms, while the other will have 250 square metres and five bedrooms, with costs of 18,000 to 19,500 euros per square metre for the two finished chalets, these prices are significantly lower than those in 1850, where I mentioned prices of 35,000 euros per square metre for a chalet. For anyone listening that would like more information about these off-market properties, please contact me at Alpine Property Investments with details in the show notes. So as well as visiting Courchevel, you also visited the resort of Meribel. Anything exciting to report there? Yes, indeed. After first revisiting the magnificent 18-hole golf course, which I wanted to see again following it being featured in episode 17 of the podcast, I had a great afternoon touring new opportunities from the top of the Rompont right down to Les Alleux. In the case of Les Alleux, while it sits below Maribel at an altitude of 1,100 metres and is a place where some clients overlook The village itself is very traditional with narrow streets and warm atmosphere, and I really like it here. With everything you need, this residential village with life all year round has restaurants such as La that are busy even outside of season. The Olymp cable car delivers passengers to and from the main resort, while there's also a great shuttle service connecting the village. For those seeking a property in Maribel, Les is not one to bypass, as property prices can be lower and offer more space for your euros. Like we've already discussed with Courchevel, many of the properties for sale in Meribel that I saw are sold completely off market without any advertising. This is why I can't stress enough it is important to contact us, irrespective of what is advertised on the Alpine Property Investments website, to let us know what you're looking for. We can then match your needs to both advertised and non-advertised properties. These off-market properties can be as simple as an opportunity in Lesaloo to build a small three-bedroom, 100-square-metre, two-floor chalet where the old property, with planning permission, costs under €300,000. Or again, in Les a property of €600,000 to build a 175-square-metre, five-bedroom chalet with construction costs of around €1 Both of these opportunities enjoy cost per square metre of around 8,500 to €9,000 per square metre for the finished property, significantly lower than in Maribel itself. Off-market property can also include such things as an old chalet I saw in one of the most desirable locations in Maribel itself, which will allow a brand new 450 square metre chalet to be built at under 140 metres to the slope. This one, however, is for those with much deeper pockets. 
I also had the pleasure to visit the site of a brand new development of three off-plan luxury chalets that is coming, comprising four, five and six bedrooms with prices of 3.4, 5 and 9.8 million euros respectively, or around 25 to 26,000 euros per square meter. These south and southwest facing chalets will be just 350 meters from the slopes. With low notary fees and the ability to reclaim the VAT off these purchase prices, we will soon be launching this one. But in the meantime, if of interest, again, please contact me for more information. I was also very excited to stand on the site of an outstanding new ski in and out project of 20 luxury apartments in the very sought after location of the Rompont. One that we'll be marketing very soon, this new development that offers doorstep skiing right next to the residence, for those that cycle, the Col de Lowe's awaits. With simply amazing views and an incredible location, it comes as no surprise to hear that prices for some of the penthouses are at €30,000 per square metre and above. With the property market in Maribel, the one thing to remember about the resort is if you want to be here, there's generally something for most clients. You just have to sometimes be open to consider compromise to get what you want. This can be size, location, number of bedrooms, looking at older property versus new, and apartments versus chalets. Knowing the resort as well as I do, I'm here to help you find the right property. Clearly, you packed a lot into your trip this time around, so much so that we're going to come back with part two of your visit in next week's episode of the podcast. So until then, have a good week. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Alpine Property Podcast. If you would like to find out more, please visit our website, Alpine Property Investments, where you can also sign up to our regular email newsletter. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, we would love it if you would rate and review it, as this also allows the podcast to be shared more widely too. If you have any questions or comments, please do reach out to us via email. The details, along with our website, can be found in the show notes.